This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So yesterday on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, Brad said that we were in a new chapter of the Me Too movement, but we were having a really hard time kind of putting our words to that difficult conversation. But somebody has done it for us. Yeah, I love this um, because, you know, we just open a mic and we're like, I don't know, this is weird. I got stuff. And um, I love it when somebody can sit down and actually spend some time and think about and choose their words very carefully. And I uh, heard about this piece in The New York Times this morning uh, that appeared, I think, last evening. And it's like shot its way up uh, to like number one on The New York Times, at least in terms of things people are paying attention to on the interwebs. And it's this piece by Barry Weiss that says, um, and that's not Barry Weiss. Thank you. Aziz Ansari is guilty of not being a mind reader. And I heard an interview with her this morning and she really did have, I think, I think it is safe to say um, a response to the news that Aziz Ansari had a very um, awkward, ultimately inappropriate um, in the in the words of the woman involved uh, sexual encounter. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way she talks about this particular incident, it just was it was very refreshing and. You know, one of the things we talked about yesterday that we were having a hard time with is it seemed like it was very hard to have an open conversation because the minute you say something that people could interpret as um, controversial or victim shaming, people focus on that. And then, you know, the Internet takes over and social media condemns. And so there's very little room for gray area. And this particular case of Aziz Ansari seemed like a gray area. Um, And in this piece, um, she says, and let me just read a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. And then I want to hear what you have to say. I'm a parent. Uh, this is, again, her uh, Barry Weiss, that is opinion piece in The New York Times about Aziz Ansari. I'm apparently the victim of sexual assault. And if you're a sexually active woman in the 21st century, chances are that you are, too. That's what I learned from the expose, she puts in quotes, of Aziz Ansari published this weekend by the feminist website Babe. Arguably the worst thing that has happened to the Me Too movement since it began in October. It transforms what ought to be a movement for women's empowerment into an emblem for female helplessness. And as she went on in her interview and as she goes on in this piece, she really did lay out that, you know, yes, Aziz Ansari is uh, a powerful person and yes, he has money and yes, he has fame. So they are maybe not necessarily equals in society, but in the moment that they shared together in uh, his apartment, they were equals. Mm -hmm. And at no point did that woman, uh, did he use his power or influence to um, make her do something that she didn't want to do. He was gross. Mm -hmm. He was a pig and he was disgusting in the way he handled himself But she argues, 
and uh, other people, you know, have argued as well that in this case, it's not there's not an uh, or I should say there is an equal playing field in a way that there is not, say, with Kevin Spacey, with Matt Lauer. Uh, those moments women were forced or in those instances, women were forced to make decisions about their career, about their future, fearing retribution, all of those things. Not the same in this particular case, as she argues in this piece. And I just thought, oh, OK, so maybe we are finally in a moment where people are are willing to listen, because I will say of her the feedback that she's gotten online and privately, apparently by women actually high up in the Me Too movement is, you know, thank you for putting this to words. I wanted to share this on social media, but I don't feel like I can just yet because, well, I don't know if you've met the Internet. So that's where we're at with this piece. And I just thought, um, okay, I feel like she did sort of the thing we couldn't put to words yesterday. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If any time you want to weigh in or uh, join the conversation, we would love to have your voice added to it. Uh, You know, and I think you're right, Bradley, what we were struggling with yesterday when we were talking about um, about the story of a woman who went by the name Grace, uh, who told her story of a date that she had with Aziz Ansari, where they went to a restaurant, had dinner together. She shared that she felt like he couldn't get out of there fast enough in order to get her to his apartment. Once they got to her apartment, she said he repeatedly uh, ignored verbal and nonverbal cues that she said that she was giving him that she didn't want to go along with the sexual um, pace that he was going at. That's sort of the gist of it. And I think what we were struggling with is the fact that you don't want to sound like you don't believe that the victim had the experience that they claim that they had. Yeah, right? You don't want to be you don't want to be shaming or silencing mm-hmm. or and, and in fact, I don't even think in this particular case. Mm, well, I don't know how to say this, but. In this particular case, I think it's a different argument. It's not that he wasn't inappropriate. Right. And that's what I was going to say is I think you can hold that in the same at the same time. You can say, like, I believe this woman had this experience and that she is, uh, you know, she has had to deal with the effects of that experience, that she experienced hardships as a result of it, that she um, likely has uh, had some adverse sort of effects from the relationship as it or that night as it happened you can hold that and also say but i don't know that that story is what the me too movement is is trying to yeah and i don't want to say fight but she, that it's trying to bring light to she very uh much makes the point that like women are powerful and we need to stop acting as though women are not capable of using their voice and using their actions to communicate that they are not happy with something. Mm -hmm. It's not as if she said, um, and again, I don't want to make her case for her and I don't want to get caught up in the like uh, minutia, but I will say, you know, it's not as though um, she said, I don't want to do this. And he said, you'll never work in this town again. Right. Or I'm a big star. Don't you realize how many women would pay to, you know, Again, I think it's because I think about my own history and I have certainly been and I'm sure every human being has been in like uh, an awkward 
sexual moment where you're thinking, this is not what I signed up for, mm-hmm. and I would like to get out of here as quickly as possible. Or you wake up the next day and you think, that is not appropriate in that person. And then usually what you do is you don't involve yourself with that person anymore. Right. Or, like, you know, stronger people might in the moment say, Peace He's out. out. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Bye. And what the point she's trying to make is we need to be able to have some space to to adv- like uh, empower women to have their voices heard in those moments. So it's not victim shaming. You know, it's not about telling her what she should have done differently, but to say, here is an example that we don't need to like. You don't need to equate him with Harvey Weinstein to have a conversation. Right. And I think where people get where people get uncomfortable, the slippery slope of that is when um is when you start to, well, I, you know what, it's, again, I, and then I still struggle when we're having the conversation. I still struggle with the words, lest we sound like we do not believe that this woman was harmed from this experience. Well, listen, it wasn't just that uh, opinion article in the New York Times, Bradley, that was uh, doing a good job of, of sharing, of putting words to what we've been trying to talk about. It was also Ashley Banfield on HLN. Uh, And we're going to play a little bit of what she said when we come back. And again, if you would like to join this conversation at any point, we'd love to have your voice added to it. 651-641-1071. We'll be back with uh, with Ashley Banfield's thoughts on HLN after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. And they always seat first class and then that comfort level. And then, you know, you're, you have to trek it to the back. Well, at least, the, you know, usually the tickets that I buy. Yeah, me too. And uh, you have to walk by them and they're already getting served drinks. And <laughs> you're like, hi, look at my cheap, ugly outfit. Right. Hi. <laughs> right. And I have, they have a special bathroom up in the first class. I go, how's it going up there, yeah. guys? How's that premium beverage? It's Be pretty honest. damn delicious. And that great snack. Oh, Jason's up. If I may ask, when yes. you do and when you do pass me on the way to steerage, <laughs> yeah. can you please not look at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of Bradley's occasional gassiness. Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We've been talking about the allegations against Aziz Ansari that were issued by a woman who is going by the name of Grace, that's not her real name, uh, in an article written on a feminist website called Babe. And uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. The two of us were trying to kind of unpack this a little bit yesterday, and we're finding it really hard to put words to... We're just too nice. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard for us to have a controversial conversation sometimes because we don't want to offend people mm-hmm. um, unnecessarily. But, but I think we're not the only ones now who are sort of questioning, okay, are we maybe throwing out too wide a net? Right. So in the last segment, we talked about an uh, opinion article that showed up in the New York Times, right? New York Times? Yep. Uh, that was written by Barry Weiss. And uh, and that she did a pretty good job of putting words to what we were trying to say. Well, there's somebody else who's speaking out. Uh, and her name is Ashley Banfield. And you would know her currently from HLN. She has a show called Crime and Justice. And uh, her words have sort of... I don't want to say gone viral, but are are being heard across 
the country today uh, because of what she said about these allegations. You have chiseled away at a movement that I, along with all of my sisters in the workplace, have been dreaming of for decades. You had a bad date. Your date got overly amorous. After protesting his moves, you did not get up and leave right away. You continued to engage in the sexual encounter. You had a bad date with Aziz Ansari. Is that what victimized you to the point of seeking a public conviction and a career-ending sentence against him? What you have done, in my opinion, is appalling. You went to the press with the story of a bad date, and you have potentially destroyed this man's career over it right after he received an award for which he was worthy. You had an unpleasant date, and you did not leave. That is on you. And all the gains that have been achieved on your behalf and mine are now being compromised by the allegations that you threw out there. And I'm going to call them reckless and hollow. And I hope the next time you go on a bad date, you stand up sooner, you smooth out your dress, and you bloody well leave. Because the only sentence that a guy like that deserves is a bad case of blue balls, not a Hollywood black ball. Okay, I mean, so, clever with the words yep, there, Ashley. She's a little intense. Uh, and again, I'd like to invite anybody who wants to join the conversation to call 651-641-1071. She's a little intense, and she does sound a, a little bit shamey, which I don't endorse that. Yeah. Um, but, well, she, yeah. but she does paint a picture of the difference between what the Me Too movement is about and what occurred to this woman. She draws a very clear distinction, and I think it's helpful to do that. Now, you may not agree with her, but I think it's important that, that here's the thing that just drives me up a bleeping wall. So I I, I uh, went through Twitter to see how people were reacting to Ashley Banfield's response. The amount of vitriol that people were throwing at her, as if, you know, it's like everybody's so quick to take down that which they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. People are sort of falling all over each other. And you could even argue that Ashley herself is a little bit too strident in the way that she's dealing with that woman. I mean, I don't know that woman. Why Why would I be that motivated? I think she was trying to do so by making a point very strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I don't like the culture that we are in where we cannot have a conversation without... Like, you know, just people saying vile, like people saying my favorite tweet was in response to Ashley Banfield, like, oh, don't take anything she says seriously. Her only excuse for a career is because her optometrist gave her some snazzy glasses, like that she is nothing more than her glasses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay, do you realize that you just did to a woman what you are claiming that she did to another woman? It's that that people get so fomented into a a tizzy about something, they're, they're, they're not willing to like play by any sort of um you know reasonable rules of mm-hmm. of dialogue. Oh yeah, that we're not going to have a discussion about it. Instead, we're going to hurl a uh, kicky insults at each other yeah. uh and think that we're going to get our point across in that way. Um one of the things I don't think was in that clip uh, again of Ashley Banfield talking about the allegations against Aziz Ansari that were sort of tried out in the um in an article written for a website, um, she said in that article, in in her um, in her speech, she said, "By your own admission, this wasn't a rape, nor was it a sexual assault. Your sexual encounter was unpleasant." Uh, and that I think was is another kind of that to me is one of the finer points of this is that the 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 woman who tells the story says in in very clear words. I, this was not a sexual assault. Yeah. This was not a rape. This was not this Aziz Ansari. This was, and see, this is, you know, I think, again, this tells you more about maybe the motivation of uh, the woman involved. But again, we don't know because she's sort of withholding her personality. Mm-hmm. That um, if she had had this encounter with anybody other than Aziz Ansari, she would not have made this statement. I, I mean, I, I have to believe that. And certainly Babe would not have published it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so then it begs the question: What were her motivations for doing it? It's not that she's not willing to talk about it, but if you want to talk about gross, awkward, and sexual encounters, I bet there is no woman uh, around or man for that matter uh, who couldn't share a story or two about people that are in positions of power. Mm-hmm. You know, other people described what she did as sort of revenge porn. I mean, I don't need to go that far, but. But again, I wonder what, you know, telling salacious bits about his sex, that sexual encounter is doing to actually help women. And again, I I will go back to what I said earlier, which is you can hold the fact that uh, that that she felt victimized in the same space while we have this greater conversation about how productive this is in the context of the Me Too movement. That's what it's about. You know, we can we can have both of those feelings at the same time. Yeah. In fact, I think we both do. I don't know that we can, though, honestly, because, again, our, our culture is such that people aren't really willing to, to give one way or the other because what they'll say is, well, it doesn't matter that you're halfway there. You're criticizing in some way and people, you know, it. it that is the thing that is uh, just infuriating. Infuriating. It's so infuriating, infuriating you cannot speak of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, what I will commit to is we will continue to have the conversations no matter how awkward they are. Now, like, look at this. Now we're getting um, phone calls. So maybe well, let's just hang on to this. Yeah, because um, because we we're just going to tell you about some D bags later. But, you know, there's always time for D bags. Yeah. We can have this conversation and, and we will continue to have this conversation. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you have any thoughts on this, I know we've gotten a couple emails. We've got Debbie on the line. Debbie, please hang tight. And uh, if you'd like to add your voice, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. We'll be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One, oh, seven, one. Talk 107.1. Everything. You talking to me? You talking to me? Entertainment. 
do the allegations of uh, a woman who accuses Aziz Ansari of uh, some sexual misconduct, do they fall squarely into the Me Too movement or not? We've been kind of struggling with this conversation, uh, and we wanted to open up the phone lines, 651-641-1071, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Uh, and just to reset the table, we've been talking about a couple, um, a couple different outlets who have put better words we felt to what we were trying to say yesterday about this story about Aziz Ansari and a woman who goes by the name of Grace and a date that they had that ended with her saying that Aziz Ansari, the actor slash comedian, had ignored multiple uh, verbal and nonverbal cues that she wasn't ready to go in the direction sexually that he was going. Um, and we are talking about whether or not that falls under the same category as many of the stories we've been talking about in the Time's Up and Me Too movement. And we've opened up the phone lines, 651-641-1071. Should we go straight to the yeah, phone? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Debbie's on the line. Debbie, what did you want to add to the conversation? Hi, Colleen. Hi, Bradley. Hello. Oh, this just frustrates me so much. That's, you know, this is, that's why this is a hard conversation to have. But it's a good conversation, and I'll tell you why, is that I've been trying to be really, really good about listening to everybody's stories. Mm -hmm. But part of the issue here is I've been, a since I was 11, and I'm 60, I've been abused Mm -hmm. sexually more times than I even care to admit. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to feel cornered and not be able to do anything. But I'll tell you what, when someone like that makes an accusation against someone publicly in a situation like that, it does nothing but harm to the Me Too movement, in my opinion. It is, we, people are going too far with, with what they think is assault these days. There was a congresswoman who, who filed a claim against another congressman because he touched her on her hip, guiding her to a table. And I, I just scratching my head over this. Mm-hmm. What is sexual assault? What is sexual misconduct? You know, sexual abuse. It's all being put into one lump sum. And these men and women are being accused, I think, unfairly. And and I'm the one that I've been through it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to balance all of that. But yet I'm finding myself wanting to scream. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah, I, and we're definitely in that gray area. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, Debbie. Yeah, thanks, Deb. Um, can I can I read an email that we got? Yeah. Just kind of that goes along with what Debbie just said. Um, we got an email from somebody who said, I don't doubt for a minute that Mr. Ansari's accuser has suffered because of the night in question. I would imagine quite a bit of it has been a sense of shame that she didn't protect herself. However, she doesn't get a pass because of the Time's Up movement. I was date raped. However, I tried to leave. I tried to run. I screamed no. So there were no cues as to what I wanted. I believe Mr. Ansari was probably a pig that night, but you don't get to scream rape or sexual misconduct if you didn't try to get out of the situation and were physically stopped or threatened. Yeah. Uh, so that is well, her perspective. And I that. think ultimately, you know, the conversation that uh, the conversations that we've been having <clears throat> in terms of Me Too and Time's Up really revolved around men using their power to protect uh, themselves from, you know, consequences uh, regarding actions that involved, you know, sexual misconduct, sexual mm-hmm. harassment, assault, rape. 
there is nothing in the story that she shared that indicates that he was using his power and privilege other than to like get a date, which can we just talk Mm -hmm. about that for a moment? I'm how many people in positions of uh, celebrity have used their celebrity to get sex that I'm sure is, I mean, you, everyone, Mm -hmm. you, you, everyone would be suspect in that regard. That is not to me uh, a topic. It's far be it for me to define me too and times up, but it seems like that is different than I am using my celebrity power privilege to get away with something that someone else would not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Nick is on the line. Hi, Nick. Nick, what is what did you want to share? Hi, Nick. I'm sorry. What did you want to share, Nick? It looks like maybe we lost Nick. Uh, I think we're just having a little phone. Hold on one moment. Okay. There we go. Hi, Nick. Sorry, we couldn't hear you. Now we can. Okay. Uh, what did you I, want to I share? I haven't read the article, um, so I'm just getting little snippets of it. So it sounds like it was consensual, but it wasn't. So, um, and she's airing kind of like, was it like she uh, was consenting, but she didn't like the way he was approaching Okay, so um, I will answer it to, uh, just having read the article in the best way that I'm able to, Nick. Um, it, what, what, the way that she described it was that she would say, no, I'm not comfortable with this. And he would go, it's okay, we'll take it slow. And then kind of slow down for a little bit and then ramp back up. And there were repeated episodes of that throughout the evening. And each time it sounded like... Um, the action got a little more egregious. So they both engaged in sexual activity um, with each other at various points. Um, But interspersed with that was slow down. Let's not go so fast. I'm, you know, I'm not super comfortable with this. Okay. 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 That, that makes a little bit more sense. But so what I, what I had to say is not quite on on par with this situation, but what I was kind of curious of, if these people get uh, accused and it's a situation where maybe the person is wanting to have the encounter, but they don't like the other person's preferences and they just go out and air that publicly, at what point does a person getting accused kind of become just like publicly shamed is kind of mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. Yeah, about. no, yeah. you're absolutely right. I think that's exactly what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Thank you, Nick, for Thanks, your Nick. In- input. I also wanted to add, you know, I, and I don't know the details of how the website Babe found this woman named Grace that we're calling Grace. That's not her real name. Because part of her agreement was that she would share her account, but not share her name. And I wonder how much of that was sort of coerced from her as well, right? Like, maybe well, you don't know the process. You don't. I don't know the process at all. Yeah. Um, but it, it is it, what makes me sad about that is from the journalistic side. And I'm not a journalist, and so don't please don't hear it with the ears that I'm saying like integrity and ethics. I don't know. But it just I, I think the part that's hard for me is that certainly. You know, I'm sure that they were, you know, hey, you've got this really valuable story to tell. We want to tell the story. We'll protect you. We won't name you by name. But this woman who came forward with the story and exposed the story is now kind of subject to people's responses to it and may have been totally assured by the publication. Like, we've got you. Don't worry about it. Also, I did want to point out that, you know, like every day we have a segment called Blinded by the Item where Holly reads some blind items from mm-hmm. a very uh, reliable, trustworthy source. And we we, you know, we revel in gossip. So I'm sure there are some people out there going, well, wait a minute. 
um, why are you not reveling in this particular gossip? And I think it has everything to do with context and perspective. And in those stories, nobody is actually acting on the information, meaning there is some really heinous stuff that we've read about in those blind items, which if they were true and there was proof behind them, then um, it would be incumbent upon uh, the public to have a, an opinion about it in a way that is more than just two yahoos on midday you know, uh, radio. And B, um, they might have actual career consequences. Nobody is going to hold those people accountable for blind items on a gossip website. That is an entirely different experience. But what happened here was that, you know, the accusations came out and were taken uh, for truth in a way that we can't prove or disprove. He can't prove or disprove. It, It literally is he said, she said, because... Um, there's no way to investigate whether or not she is a credible source. Um, and again, it's not that you don't listen or take the woman at her word. I think you can actually take her at her word in this case. It's just that it was very, um, uh, it was, it was a gross story. Mm-hmm. We don't generally hold people accountable for, you know, bad sexual encounters. And if we are, I'm afraid, like, I don't know how many people are going to have a job. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, you, you might think his story was particularly gross. I got news for you. I bet there are a lot of women who have stories just like this woman. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's end this conversation with a call from Renee. Uh, Renee says that she had a similar experience. Uh, hi, Renee. Renee, thanks for, for calling. What did you want to share? Well, I had... A guy one time who I had previously had a sexual relationship. We stayed friends. And then one day I was over at his house and we started to kind of make out a little bit. And then I kind of went, you know, I don't think I want to go back down this road. I'm not really interested. This is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He kept pushing and pushing. We'd kiss a little bit. I'd say, you know, like I said, I just don't think I want. Hands are going places I don't want to go. It was so uncomfortable somebody I know and trust, and I finally I finally said, am I going to have to call the police after I leave? Mm. And then he was like, what? 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 <laughs> and I think what happens in those situations, and I'm not talking about legal aspects, I've had this happen before, I get very tired of situations that maybe she's had ha- happen, happen before, and she's just kind of had it, where I don't want to do this, I want to slow down, doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily want to leave. You like this person. You're having a good time. You're enjoying yourself. But they, they, they won't. They're not really listening. They're acting like they're listening, but they're really not. It's like that sexual desire is, um, is like trumping everything else. It's trumping. Yeah. And, you know, and I also think when a woman goes in her bathroom, your bathroom and cries during the middle of your date... <laughs> That's an indicator. Maybe it's time to keep your hands off her. No, and look, you know, you bring up some very, um, you, you bring up totally valid points. We didn't even ha- we didn't even get to what Aziz Ansari's responsibilities are in right. the story. We were literally just focusing on, um, you know, her experience through her eyes from what we know from from her account. Like absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think any of us disagree that Aziz Ansari is gross. In that story. And I think people should feel gross about him. Thanks, Renee. I think people should feel gross about him and they can decide for themselves if they want to involve themselves with him. Right. But that is that is a far different thing than Aziz Ansari will be fired from Netflix, have his show shut down, everybody on set 
no longer has a job. Like mm-hmm. those, those are two very different things, right? Which, um, and I just to kind of put a fine point on what you just said is, which is the action we've seen from people who have been accused of these major um, uh, sexual misconduct uh, acts that happened in the workplace in Hollywood. And what we're saying, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts maybe doesn't apply for somebody like Aziz Ansari who had this this, this kind of gross situation happen in his personal life that is not necessarily linked to who he is in the workplace and how he conducts himself in the workplace. I think that's what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and also, you know, we, we can only act, talk about and have opinions about what we know, mm-hmm. which is very, very little. So that's why I would not be shocked or surprised if we hear more stories like this. Mm-hmm. But yet we have not heard a story in reference to Aziz Ansari where he is like Matt Lauer like uh, Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. like Harvey Weinstein, like Louis using C. K. his mm-hmm. Louis C.K. specifically, mm-hmm. using his like women on the set, women from the show, women that he's met through business, women who have been threatened mm-hmm. uh, or uh, mm, made to feel powerless, made to feel feel powerless in those moments. Yeah, we uh, sorry, we are running so late. We have saved up our D bags. We are going to give them to you when we come back. It was a good chat. I, I thought so too. On the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one oh seven one. Lori and Julia. There's a new line of smart underwear. There are sensors oh dear. sewn into the underwear and bras. It can react to your body by automatically interacting with other smart things in your house. Like if you're hot, it will tell your Nest thermostat to lower the temperature. Oh my gosh. Or if you're stressed, it could play calming music on Spotify. Okay, I don't Your need- underwear <laughs> plays yeah. music on Spotify? No, no, I think it tells your Yeah, I don't need Nest my- I don't need my underpinnings to um, tell my house how to work. I, I'm a capable too. person who can get up and turn up okay. or down the thermostat and turn on the music I want. I don't know. I, I'm kind is, of lazy. It sounds pretty fun to me. Oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. The radio home of highly skilled DVR operators. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Well, we never have any shortage of celebrities behaving badly, and we like to call them D-bags on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, we are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hello. And now we present to you your D-bags. In a, Presenting in this segment. Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
Okay, uh, displaying the very height of celebrity privilege, I bring to you Chris Jenner. Oh, look, Chris Jenner's a D-bag? Why? Yeah, frequent flyer program, right? But um, this time, because she shared on Keeping Up with the Kardashians over the weekend that she had another uh, cosmetic procedure done. Oh. Now, listen, I don't generally, like, I am not here to judge if you, you know, listen, everybody has their thing, right? But Kris Jenner takes it to, like, the next level, right? She's had, like, a hundred gajillion procedures already. This time, she went in for an earlobe reduction. Okay, wait. Earlobe reduction? That's a thing? Apparently, it is. She didn't like uh, the length and girth of her earlobes, apparently. So she had a plastic surgeon cut them down. Let me ask. I mean, I would imagine women that if you have pierced ears uh, after decades of wearing chunky jewelry, it might stretch your earlobes out or stretch, you know, pull, sag them down a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, nipped and tucked. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Apparently, she just was like, she just didn't like, all I want is cute ears. I just don't have cute ears. And so I just wanted to have cute ears. My my thing about this is, you know, the majority of people are not, that is not the thing that they are uh, going for, that they can afford to do, that they can, uh, that we can change about ourselves. You know, the majority of people, you just get the ears you get, right? I mean, that she was so nitpicky about her earlobes. Yeah. And then got, by the way, I forgot to add the other part. She got them done and then was upset that her daughters didn't notice that she had gotten her earlobes fixed. Well, yeah, because who's looking who's at, looking your, at your ears? Which right. then again goes to show you're the only one looking at your earlobes. Do you like your earlobes? I don't have an opinion about my really? earlobes. I, I, I'm telling you, that's a body part. I bet people have lots of really? opinions about. Yeah. Uh, open the phone lines. Trust me, people are going to have opinions about their earlobes. Um, <clears throat> so that doesn't surprise me that people would fixate on things that nobody else is actually paying well, attention to. Well, I know, to. like, I have things I fixate on that I know nobody else is paying attention to, like right? Everybody, Your like, face? I don't like, I don't like my nose. I've never liked my nose. Why? I don't know. It's just not, it just is so, like, big and nosy. I don't know. It's I a just, nose. Have, I always wanted a cuter nose, but, like, I'm not, I don't, it, I don't. It doesn't. Well, now I'm looking at your nose, and it's super nosy, and I never, right? I ne- it's no. Very nosy. It's a nose. I mean, literally. Let me see your nose. It's I a mean, nose. it's just right it's there an, on my face. Yeah, there it is. It's proportionate on your face. To but again, the rest of her see, face. this is what I'm saying. I fixate on it. Nobody else yeah. does, and I totally know that, and it's all good. And I'm not going to change it because I also think that that would be an expense and probably uh, an amount of time that I just do not have to give right now. And it's fine. I'm fine. But th- again, wow. height of privilege. I really I mean, am. Is this something we need to talk about? I feel like you're getting a How little emotional about it. How long have you known me? A lot. How have I? Ever, have you ever heard me complain no. about my nose? No. No. It's again. I Why really. Why do you am, keep bringing it up then? Stop. <laughs> but for Chris Jenner to put however many thousand she had, and then she just plopped it down like it was ten dollars to get an earlobe reduction. Whatevs. Do you? But just don't make me do you. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Moving on. Also. I like, um, just didn't even need to know about it. Just so, get it in private, okay? Speaking of people who've changed their bodies, I need to tell you about somebody. My D-bag today is the new human Kendall. There's another one? Yes. Say goodbye. Oh. Rodrigo Alves, who's now known as Old and busted. Roddy Doll. Uh, human Kendall has a new uh, person in his 
personhood. Um, the new human Ken doll is here, and guess what? He says his looks have nothing to do with plastic surgery. So you know how human Ken doll mm-hmm. doesn't look a damn thing like Ken. Right. But he's gotten like, you know, 60 plus procedures to look more like human Ken doll. Right. Okay. I wanted to, I want you to meet Mikhail Przibylowicz. Okay. Okay. He has sparked a social media fire in his home country, which has to be somewhere like in Poland because Przybylowicz sounds very Polish. There's not a lot of vowels. Um anyway, uh Mikhail is um very aesthetic. He is into uh, aesthetics and looks, and he says his secret to looking like the human Kendall uh, has everything to do with cosmetics. Quote, I do not abuse the treatments of aesthetic medicine. It is more with cosmetics. I will say when you look at oh, him, he is he's, Polish. Yeah. he is striking. I mean, he, he de- um, no. does he look anything like the Kendall human no. or otherwise? No, no. But he looks like he's gotten into, you know, somebody's cosmetic drawer because he, he has a lot of contour eyebrow. any drag yep. queen knows that's just contouring. And also, he's got lots of uh, like harsh angles. Yes, on he's his ang- face. He's angular. Very angular. Did you happen to notice his profession, Bradley? Yeah, he is a psychic and a medium. He's a TV medium. He does tarot cards and he speaks to dead people. I want to talk to him. Uh, well, it's probably hard because he's Polish. I don't know if he speaks English though. Um, uh, anyway, the thing I was going to share about um, Michael Problitowicz is that um, his secret to looking like the human Kendall, mm-hmm. hyaluronic acid. Where does he put that? I don't know. We got to look into that. Yeah, hyaluronic acid. Apparently, it's can it's used to treat burns, bed sores, oh, wounds. I can help you with that. And knee pain. When we come back, Weird. here on the Colleen and Bradley show, what does it mean when you say, oh, that's oh. our question, 651-641-1071. Oh. What, what do you mean when you oh. say, oh? My Talk 1071. Everything. It was you, Kristen, who shot JR. Entertainment.